Terrible DM kills player turn 1 of combat. Player 4 kicks DM out. Hi everyone, All Things D&D is back with two stories about DMing gone wrong. D&D is a social game, and some of us lack some very important social awareness. This first DM is a prime example of exactly that, and the second DM loves random charts just a little too much. Alright, way too much. Listen to how these two DMs mess up in very different ways, and tell us about the time your DM threw common sense out the window and ruined your game. The cast of this little story is as follows. Me, as myself, playing an elf ranger at this time. The host, who's playing a halfling illusionist and the only female player and PC in the party. GM as the new GM. New as in his first time GMing us, not his first time GMing allegedly. And the other two in this story who were simply there as well will be known as Paladin and Fighter, a la their characters. So, this was back when 3.5 was in its heyday. Our group had just finished a campaign that lasted all through middle school. It ended when we all started high school, because our old DM, Paladin, and Fighter both ended up going to a separate high school for me, and Host and Paladin had so much on his plate, he wanted to take time off from managing a game to focus on school. However, the urge to play still had us, and soon Paladin said he found a new friend who would be happy to DM, and had been doing it for a few years now. We were all stoked, and since we were told we'd be starting at level 1 in the same town, important to note at this point that up until session 1, all communication was being handled with Paladin as the intermediary between us and GM. We decided to all make characters who grew up there and knew one another. My ranger was a member of the town guard, Fighter was the guard for a merchant who lived in town, Paladin was a member of the local temple clergy, and Host was a street performer. GM okayed all the characters, only making the comment that Host's character doesn't seem to mesh with the others which we assumed to mean their past, but not everyone needs to be Rambo, so we thought nothing of it. The weekend arrives and we decide to meet up at Host's house, because it's more or less equidistant for everyone, and the largest house by far. GM arrives and no alarm bells go off, so we all sit at the table chatting a bit before beginning. Since our characters are generally aware of one another and know the starting town, we jump right into it, and it's not long before a horde of goblins besets the town during the spring festival. Nothing spectacular there, nice easy start. So it's us four PCs against ten or so goblins, with myself, Paladin, and Fighter in front, and Host behind us. We all roll pretty low on initiative so the goblins go first. They all share the same initiative. A little worrisome, but hardly a portent of doom. So with three melee-based characters in front, a squishy wizard in the back, and the numbers advantage, you'd think the goblins would try to surround us, or team up so it's several of them against the more dangerous PCs with swords, right? Wrong. All ten goblins ran past us to get to Host. Even with three of them dying to attacks of opportunity, seven goblins managed to get to host. And with her 12 AC and whopping 5 HP, she's down in two attacks. Completely dead in another two, and then the next three are just the goblins hacking her body into applesauce. We're all a little shocked. We've lost characters before, but this is literally the first round of combat, maybe 20 minutes into the first session, and host was dead. We were all stunned. It made no sense at all, either tactically or story-wise. We couldn't pool the resources to resurrect her if we sold everything, and none of us were fond of deus ex machina deaths for plot reasons. Host tried to ask GM what his deal was, and that's when he curtly replied with, You're dead, so no talking at the table, otherwise you need to leave. Now Host was a pretty tall girl. She easily stood head and shoulders over any of us, so she stands up, towering over GM and goes, This is my house, now get your shit and you get out. He tried to protest, looking at us to back him up, but I didn't know him, and none of us were going to overrule Host in her own home, even if we thought he was in the right, so he left. With D&D a bust, we just ordered pizza and played video games for the rest of the day, 
more bewildered than anything. We don't know if the GM just hated host character despite okaying it, didn't want a girl playing at his table, or just had no idea what he was doing and decided to act like a jerk when host tried to question him on it. Maybe we were a little too harsh on GM, but the way he acted to host after dropping a bridge on her made it hard for us to sympathize with him. In my opinion, that seemed purposeful. Targeting a specific character when it doesn't make sense? Well, this next DM is the exact opposite. Why do something specific when everything can be random? So, this may not be as bad as the other posts here with cringy neckbeards complaining about waifus or power gamers stealing the show, but it is a cautionary tale, I suppose, for random charts. Random charts are great for spur-of-the-moment type situations, but campaigns run entirely on them can be chaotic, messy, and overly difficult. I once had a DM who only used them exclusively. We were once in a server and he would use a random chart and pit us against a death slot. We were level 5, that sort of thing. Our games were essentially Monster of the Week style games with no real story progression. There was an overarching plot but it made very little sense and was essentially filler for a reason to keep moving forward. Our DM was quite proud of his random charts, saying it made being a DM so easy he never had to prepare for anything. That alone was a bit annoying, but we learned to live with it and just kept on our way, RPing with each other between set fights and trying to make our own fun out of it. Then came the biggest nothing burger that we'd ever experienced. Our group life cleric, played by the youngest of our group, had been really into her character, praising Bahamut between fights, being the true blue lawful good glue to our chaotic party. Once we hit level 10, she gained divine intervention, and out of character would say almost every session how excited she was for it to finally work. Each combat encounter, between long rests, she would make a big scene and show of using her divine intervention, beseeching her dragon god to bestow upon us the power to defeat our foe, or heal our wounds, etc., only for her to roll above the needed number. She kept saying that sure she missed this time, but when it does happen, it'd be spectacular. So fast forward to level 13, and we're hunting down an adult red dragon who took over a derelict town. Before the fight with the dragon, we had yet again another random table encounter to fight. A night hag plus two Globrazoo. And our cleric used her two channel divinities to heal our barbarian tank who kept getting crit against. Our spells were starting to expend faster than we had hoped, and our battle was winding down, though we still had a dragon to face off against. After the fight, we took a short rest and pressed on to face off against the Red Doom. The fight went about as you'd expect. The dragon's breath nearly destroyed us right out of the gate. A fact I think the DM didn't think about beforehand because he didn't use the breath weapon for the rest of the fight. We fought like hell, but our rogue got crit and knocked out. I, the warlock, was down to 19 hit points. The barbarian was healthy but exhausted, frenzy rage, and our life cleric was out of 6th, 5th, 4th, and 2nd level spells. So that's when the cinematic scene started. She used her turn to look up towards the heavens and cry out to Bahamut to help her. She made a show of putting her hand in the air and begging as her character cried in desperation for her deity to answer her prayers and give her a boon to end this. So she rolled her percentile dice and she rolled an aid. We all cheered and roared at how it was fate. It had to be. The cleric was almost bouncing out of her chair with excitement at this glorious moment. We were all so hyped, except the DM. The DM opened the player's handbook and flipped to the cleric page to read what divine intervention did. For those who do not know how Divine Intervention works, you gain it at level 10, and once per long rest you use an action to roll a percentile die. You have to roll at or below your cleric level, and if you do your god will answer your prayers, up to DM discretion, which usually takes the shape of a high-level cleric spell being cast. If you succeed on this roll, you cannot use it again for 7 days. Once you hit level 20, you no longer need to roll, it just works. It's essentially the cleric's form of a wish spell, but a bit less powerful. He nodded, then flipped to the spells chapter and rolled a die. Nodded, then rolled another die. I'm not sure what his criteria of this was. He smiled and looked over to the cleric and said, Your god hears your prayers, and you see a divine light wash over you. You're under the effects of detect poison and disease for the next minute. 
No concentration needed. We all just stared at him quietly and I spoke up. That's a joke, right? Like, that's what she gets? And he nodded. Yeah, I rolled for it. I got angry at this point. That's a first level spell. You couldn't give her anything useful? Really? We're facing off against a red dragon, one that doesn't use poison. He simply shrugged and said, that's RNG for you. Anyway, cleric, that's your turn. Barbarian, you're up. We all just sat quietly for a bit not wanting to play, but mostly because our cleric player was incredibly bummed and wanted to go home. Story-wise, we just retreated with who we could and called it after that. She quit after that, and it wasn't long after that the party dissolved. I feel so bad for the cleric. Her moment to shine has finally come. Everything's building up to this heroic, epic, amazing moment, and the DM does… that. Moments like this are what separate a bad DM from hell, a mediocre DM. Use your imagination and don't rely on random tables for everything. Please let us know what you think and comment below. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, All Things D&D. Our videos are posted every Tuesday and Friday, so stay tuned for more amazing Dungeons & Dragons content.